you can look for new limited edition 15 packs of original 16 Canadian Pale Ale. Each pack includes a mix of collectible cans for the ultimate Flames fan to proudly display. Original 16, official beer sponsor of the Calgary Flames. TV live post game show brought to you by Original 16 Canadian Pale Ale. Uh, the Flames dropping a 3 1 decision to the Anaheim Ducks here on Friday night. And Ryan, there was a lot of excitement after that road trip in which they sure. won two really, you know, gritty games, really gritty performances by the team. And then they come home and you kind of look at this game against Anaheim, a team way down in the standings. Looks like it could have been a trap game. I'm not sure what if that's what had happened, but. The energy, the intensity, I don't know if it was there tonight for the Flames. I mean, you'd probably wish you would have seen a little bit more urgency and desperation in the opening 40 minutes, but uh, they definitely had that push in the, especially in the third period and yes. in the back half. And as you'd expect a team that's trailing by one goal as they were in that at that time. But, you know, for the most part, you, you can't dislike a lot of what the Flames did tonight. I mean, you end up looking down the stat sheet and, you know, by the end of the night, you're out shooting the team two to one. You're out chancing them two to one. And um, doing a lot of the things that this team has built and the foundation of this team, right? Shot volume, limiting chances. Uh, you know, this goes back to the familiar script that we've talked so much about. Finishing remains a bit of an issue for this team. And uh, one, their goaltender was great again tonight, but one of the uh, key pieces in, you know, being outscored in a game like this is even though you're not giving up a whole lot, when you do have those breakdowns, they tend to be a little bit more problematic. And as we'll see in the highlights momentarily, when those breakdowns did occur, they were a little bit more on the side of that's going to cost you, and they did. Right. You talk about shot volume, uh, 35 to 18, the Flames were out shooting them. And you're right, yeah. early on, they looked pretty good. There's just, I, I guess I expect them to get an early lead all the time and hold on to that lead and build up a few goals, but obviously the, yeah. that didn't happen tonight. Let's show you uh, the goals uh, that went, or how this game went down, actually. A pretty even first period, and then the Flames finally got on the board in the second period. It was Michael Backlund who, uh, as we mentioned, we've seen him practice uh, trying to tip in shots from the front. He didn't have to do much on this one. He just stood there. Yeah, he literally did nothing, as you <laughs> asked him in the intermission. He said he just kind of posted up there. Uh, Elias Lindholm's looking for the tip at that shot because you know it's going to go wide. But, you know, again, this is a bit of that shooting mentality that the Flames have had on the power play of late. And, and as you mentioned, Michael Backlund putting himself in position to score goals. So a uh, little bit of fortune, but you could tell he, could, he sees that shot coming. He's not going to move when he knows it's going to go off him and in the net. Right. So they had the lead, but then just a minute later, an innocent shot, innocent shot from the point by Frank Vitrano, and then Max Comtois tipped that in. So this isn't that much of an egregious breakdown, but it's sort of what we're talking about off the top. It, it's not a low to high pass, but it is a player like Vitrano wheeling into the high slot area, getting some motion. And as soon as you do that, the defenders are you know, caught a little bit off guard. Layers of traffic start to develop, and Max Comtois puts himself in a position to, for a net front battle, and he wins that 50-50 uh, battle with Rasmus Anderson. But it's a good shot that starts with that motion. And here's the uh, next goal for Anaheim. Eight minutes to go in the frame. Just a snapshot there by Comtois and Brett Leeson puts it home to give Anaheim a 2-1 lead. So this one starts actually a little bit earlier. It's a three on two, and you think overall the Flames are in good position, but once they have a chance to clear it, there's a turnover. Again, guys get running around a little bit. If there's an opportunity to clear that loose puck in front of the net. Jacob Markstrom can't do a whole lot because he just gets stunned by the initial shot from Comtois. Too many people swiping at loose pucks and not taking bodies, and ultimately it was an easy tap-in. 
And there is the empty net one. Uh, and as you mentioned, I mean, the Flames did have that pushback in the third period. They had uh, uh, some good chances. There was a post. There was, you know, chances from the slot. But we haven't really talked about him yet. Of course, John Gibson uh, was yeah. very good for Anaheim tonight, making a ton of saves at key moments. One of the most, uh, still hard to believe, but one of the most underrated goalies in the NHL yeah. over the last five I don't know how long he's been in the league now. Feels like 10 years. Yeah. Probably has been. The point is, he's been excellent. And you know, this is sort of a prototypical John Gibson night. The shot volume's there. He's used to that. Anaheim gives up a ton. They've been giving up a ton this year especially. I think they're, it depends on how you view it, at the top or the bottom of shot volume allowed. So uh, he's used to seeing a lot of pucks. Mm -hmm. uh, this is the volume he's used to. But I think what most impresses me when you watch him, most frustrating for the group in the Flames locker room, is that those initial chances stick to him so well. And even though there are loose pucks in those high danger areas, he's calm, he's mm -hmm. poised, he's challenging at the top of his crease. He's still not giving you anything. He remains in that net, keeps that big body presence. And, you know, I remember back in the day talking to Connor Hellebuck about goaltenders that have this sort of style. He's big and he's boring. And when you play right. that way, you tend to keep a lot of pucks out of the net. Tonight, he was just that. He didn't give the Flames a lot, despite their looks from the high danger spots. One of those uh, high danger spots, I mean, one of the, the chances I that's sticking out in my mind is Tyler Toffoli into the glove yes. hand of Gibson. Toffoli, I, had, I think he had finished with eight or nine shots. Uh, that was some really good uh, shots, setting up other players as well, but that save was just one of the many that Gibson made tonight. Yeah, and that's what he does, uh, you know, kind of what we were just talking about there, just the ability to, you know, be out at the top of your crease, but cut down those angles. And Tyler Toffoli on this night, he had a ton of good looks, especially late when the Flames had the goalie pulled. This is sort of what the Flames are going to have to do if they're going to make a push here down the stretch. Tyler Toffoli's been their, you know, elite marksman all year, and it starts with a shooting mentality. And tonight you could tell he was trying to, you know, will his team into the fight a little bit, um, even taking shots that aren't normally, you know, from maybe his bread and butter spots. But you saw there. There's great ear as well, the one you were talking <laughs> about. The so these are great A looks, you know, walking into the slot area. I mean, it doesn't get much better than this, but you also see how John Gibson plays it. He's square to the shooter. Mm -hmm. He's at the top of his crease. He's taking away the angle. And, and even for an elite shooter like Tyler Toffoli, there's not a lot of net to look at there. Yeah, he looks very confident out there. Uh, we have the head coach, Daryl Sutter, standing by. Let's hear what he had to say about uh, this Flames 3-1 loss. It's good effort. Our pace was good. Thought our compete was good. I think we probably could have handled puck a little bit better in situations. Still just missing that that big goal that well, you've been talking it, about all year. You know, it's you got to get the equalizer, or the one that pushes you ahead a little bit. You know, five and five we haven't had. I'm just thinking the last four or five games we haven't had many goals. What is it? What do you read into, or what should anyone read into that you have a losing record against teams that are not playoff teams? Well, neither are we. 16 make it, 16 don't, right? So that's how you do it every night. So that doesn't, I don't put a whole lot into that at all, quite honest. I don't think there's enough of a gap in the league. After they took the lead, did you detect a little bit of a lull the rest of the second? No, I thought, other than not taking shots in the second, we had opportunities because we had a lot of zone time. I don't think at all there was. I think we had opportunities to move the puck towards the net. And, you know, at the end of the day, best uh, best player, that's twice in the last little while. Look at the Boston game, look at tonight's game. Goalie won the game for them. What, what did you think of your goaltending tonight? I thought it was really good. I mean, made saves he had to. It's two you know, it's a 2-1 game. It's a little different than a lot of the games we've played lately. Look at the 
going into third periods, nothing, nothing, one, nothing, <laughs> scores like that. All the games lately. A couple of the players, when we've talked to them after games, have said it does feel like other teams' goalies just seem to have really good games against you. There's just a little bit of bad luck there? Yeah, probably, but at the same time, you get proven goal scorers that you get proven goalies, you get proven goal scorers. That's, that's the difference. How important is it for this team to get on a roll? Do they seem to get the two and then stop? You know what, every game's a playoff game for us. Very, very clear. So talk, talk about that is, is sort of off, right? It's you got to just stay really focused on your game and make sure you're bringing your best game. You uh, compare the uh, atmosphere or attitude of the guys right now compared to uh, when you came in in the bubble season when they were in a pretty similar position of basically needing to win out to have a shot at playoffs. Yeah, I think that was quite a bit different. I think that was quite a bit different. I mean, our attitude was a good attitude. Right? That's quite a bit different. There was there was no fans and there was probably some guys that ran over their head. Sensing frustration on the bench when yeah, they are. Yeah, sure. There's frustration, obviously, but it's not a frustration that affects performance. Like, you know, guys, guys want to, you know, <laughs> they're giving it. What did you think of your fourth line tonight? Um, you know what? We moved guys all over tonight. I don't think we really had had lines per se. I think that uh, some of the kids. After the trip, coming home didn't have quite as much tonight, so we were moving guys around. But it wasn't; they got they got better as it went along. So I don't think it was evaluating lines as much as, and there wasn't. Uh, what was there? Well, we scored power play goals. There three total. The whole game, so it was mostly it was mostly five and five. So there you go. You gotta you gotta score a goal five and five somewhere. Was the rationale behind switching them up in that first period, especially just weren't seeing what you weren't liking what you're seeing? No, it was after the power plays, and then and then just I didn't think Pelch quite had the jump early, and then he got better as it went along, and trying to get Dylan out there more and move him around. Uh, so it's mostly that. Okay, thank you. Thanks, sir. Okay, you guys. Thank you. Lack of urgency at the beginning, which I think is not the case. I think Daryl said it best there. The effort was good. The pace was good. It's that timely goal that they're still not getting all the time. Yeah. And now this stat, I mean, they they've, they've haven't come behind heading into the third period. Now they're 0-15-3, which is an ugly stat. It's just that that one goal that they need, they just can't get some nights. Yeah, and it's been the difference, right? Mm -hmm. You're you're currently four points out of a playoff spot. You're going to look to those, hopefully not, in 16 games' time, but right. those are the ones that you wish you could, uh, you know, maybe have a little bit of a, a stronger push and change the script a little bit. But, you know, that's you got to think down the stretch, too, they're going to be in these situations. I mean, we saw it the other night in Minnesota, too. That's a, what well, was a 0-0 zero -zero game, but they've been involved in a lot of one-goal games we know all year, um, but in particular over the last week, a lot of low-scoring games. So this is another one of those tonight. These are the ones you definitely have to grind through and find a way to get the two points because we know come playoff time, it's typically when things tighten up a little bit and you're going to see even more of those. Right. He also mentioned their goaltender, who he thought basically won it for them, and, of course, uh, Markstrom as well, who played... Uh, who played very well again? Yeah, a lot terrific. of it. I mean, we showed terrific. Anaheim didn't have a ton of shots, but Markstrom was sharp tonight. Yeah, outstanding. And, and you know, you feel good for him because it was 10 days ago that Daryl Sutter, you know, sat at that very podium and talked about giving Jacob Markstrom essentially the 
the reins here. He's their guy. You're going to ride or die with your guy. And he's given them everything you could ask for over the last little bit. You see Nazem Kadri pitching in as well. Yep. Uh, not too bad. Chris Tanev with the goal line uh, clear as well. But that glove stop right there. You and I were sitting here thinking, this is the game-saving type because, again, this is at a point in the game where there was a little bit of a push by the Flames. They had some extended zone time, but they gave up that one chance. That's when you need your goalie to come through for you because you're pushing, you're taking a few more chances. You know those defensive, I wouldn't even call them breakdowns at that point, but you know what's going to happen is the possibility of giving up maybe an odd man rush or some good looks down low, as we saw there, goes up a little bit. So uh, you need to trust your goalie. They've been trusting him certainly over these last couple of nights. And, you know, again, if he keeps giving up goaltending like this, uh, the Flames are going to be in a good spot here down the stretch. A lot of things uh, done right by this team, but uh, yes, they suffer a 3-1 loss. We have Rasmus Anderson in the dressing room right now. Let's see uh, how he explains this one. Rasmus, you guys have talked about that one being must-win. Does it feel like a bit of a gut punch, this loss? Yeah. It does. Another one-goal game, Rasmus. How, how would you assess this one? Honestly, it's yeah, – no, I'm so frustrated. It's, I, we just – we didn't score, honestly. I think that's the, it's the easy way to say it. We just didn't score today, and, uh, you know, we have a lot of, a lot of looks, and especially in the third. Um, you know we're dominating the game in the third, and uh, yeah, we just can't get it. We just can't get that tying goal and or the leading goal, and uh, so it's uh, it's frustrating. And uh, and yeah, um, I don't know. It just it sucks. Is there an explanation as to why this group can't get that goal, or is it just one of those things where this is just the way it happens? Yeah, I mean, it's easy to say, you know, traffic and all that kind of stuff, but. You know, we, 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 someone's got to get it. One of us got to get it. Um, you know, when when the game's on the line, uh, you know, we need uh, we need players to step up and um, and we need to get those goals. And uh, and it's been the same kind of story all all season long. And uh, we've been in games and we've been we've been dominating games, but we we keep losing them uh, one one goal or overtime or. Like today, where we it feels like we're dominating the game, but you know we just we can't get that tying goal, we can't get that leading goal, and you know a couple lucky bounces for them to to get a couple goals. So um, but, you know we're like it's we're there, we're playing good, and all that kind of stuff. We just we we we, we can't we can't get that that goal we need. So is that what makes it frustrating? Like it feels like it keeps happening in the same. Yeah, I mean it feels like it's been the. Same story all season long. We we've been playing well, and we're we're playing. You know, the Boston game is the first game that comes to mind where we're you know dominating the game, and then we lose in overtime. And you know, kind of a little bit of the same today. We're we're playing we're playing well, and we're playing good hockey, but we keep we keep losing two one or three uh, empty netter. But um, you know, it's a one goal game, and we just can't we can't we can't tie it up, and it's uh, it's it's frustrating. How much more explanation on, on how this team continues? It seems like you're almost playing down. Your record against non-playoff teams is not where you'd want it to be. Well, that's the thing in this league. Every every team is a good team. There's skilled players in every team, and but as I said, I think I think we we all played them tonight, and uh, we just can't get the timely goal. How much of it's, thanks, is it mental? How much of it's confidence thing? Nothing. All right. Thanks, Rob.
I think uh, frustration was the key word that he mentioned a few times and, and the same old story. You know, they haven't won uh, three games in a row since early December. They keep winning two and then they take yeah. a step back and they just can't get that momentum going. Like you said, it's the same old story. You, you almost feel bad for the player because as they're going down the Rolodex of how the season has gone and, you know, he starts replaying some of the games, you obviously see some of the frustration here. I mean, it's not unexpected. I mean, this is a situation where the Flames know that they, they've been talking about it over the past few days, that they... You know, they need to win every game. I don't know that that's 100% that, but that's the mentality you have to have going into these games. And when you're chasing, you can't afford to be given up any points. So this kind of reminds me of the, the comments we heard last Saturday when the Minnesota Wild were in town. Mm -hmm. um, there was definitely a different tone in the locker room. But we also know how quickly that can change because you've got another chance 48 hours from now to turn the script again. That's what you have to do. You can't, you can't live in the moment so badly that you get wrapped up in some of the frustration because you do have an opportunity to turn things around, get back in the win column, inch closer to the Winnipeg Jets. You can't look any further than that. So hopefully mm -hmm. that's the approach the players are taking as they head home tonight. The roller coaster of this season just yeah. continues. Let's hear from another defenseman now, Mackenzie Wieger on the Flames 3-1 loss. You just, you just asked Rasmus and he said that this one's frustrating because it just feels like it's the same thing over and over again. Is that sort of how you describe the feeling right now? Yeah. Um, it does feel pretty repetitive. Um, we got to find ways to win. We're, you know, it's another night of, you know, out shooting an opponent, but, you know, kind of coming up short. Um, you know, I thought first period was kind of sloppy. Uh, second period, you know, of the game kind of went on. It kind of opened up a bit. and. We didn't meet the challenge in the second. We lost that period. And then in the third, it's, you know, it's the same old push. You know, we have the puck the whole time, but we don't seem to score. So it's, it is a bit frustrating for sure. You always hear trust the process when, when the process continues to yield the same result. Does it just get harder to trust the process? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it's trust in the process. I think it's just, you know, we got to understand that we're fighting for our lives and we got to, every single body, everybody in the room needs to find a way to step up a little bit more and, um, you know, offensively, I think everybody needs to step up a little more. You know, our defensive game's fine. I think, you know, we limit chances, we limit shots, but, you know, I, I, I do believe that, you know, including myself, you know, it's, I need to step up and, you know, big moments and, you know, get a goal or set up a play or, you know, and we're not, I'm not doing that right now. Do you feel sometimes you can be doing too much uh, in your minds uh, for this team, uh, knowing that, you know, perhaps that you find yourselves down on a goal and, you're doing as much as you can, but can't get to that final push. Yeah, I mean, I don't think so. I think, you know, I don't know if we're doing too much. I think, you know, we're doing a lot of good things out there. You know, we're generating chances and, you know, we're getting shots. But maybe sometimes I don't know if we need to, you know, shoot a puck from the far blue or whatever it is. We can, you know, kind of keep the puck and play with the puck and create some, you know, chances and create some more offensive ability and, and whatnot. Maybe that's what we need to do. Do you see it as a real problem that you guys seem to play down to your opponents, like teams that are not in the playoffs? Yeah, uh, it's not acceptable. Um, it's happened quite a few times this year. Um, you know, what, it doesn't matter who our opponent is. We need to play better than the opponent every night um, and focus on ourselves. We've been talking about it. I mean, Dallas and Minnesota are two great teams, and, you know, we come up with two wins on the road, um, and we come here and, um, you know, we, we kind of shit the bet against a team that's, you know, doesn't, I feel like it's not at our standard. So um, we need to find ways to win these games and get these two points. Okay, thanks, Weeks. Thank you. Thanks.
Original 16, a great way to celebrate things done well. Mackenzie Weger, you heard the frustration there as well, just about the offensive side of the game, really wanting to see his team you know, they all need to step up. They need to find that extra 1%. And you mentioned uh, after last Saturday's game, the way it was just, it seemed like everyone is, was in such despair. And then they went on the road, uh, came up with two big wins. And that's how you have to keep looking at game by game. They're not done yet. That's exactly it, right? Mm -hmm. it's, it's funny how quickly things can change. Yes. So hopefully, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you've got to, you got to, you got to fix the, the mentality portion. We know there's frustration. We know that they're going to feel that, in the, especially in the moments after a game. Um, but it's pretty easy to flip the switch because you come here tomorrow and you put in the work. And you know you've got a big game coming up on Sunday. So we, we, we open the show talking a little bit about urgency and desperation. We've got an Ottawa Senators team coming in here that's in the exact same position, four points out of the last wild card spot in the East. That's a team that's rolling right now and right. has 33 wins on the year. So... All this talk about you know playing down to the competition or, or having a little bit more success against some of the teams that are higher up in the standings. Well, Ottawa Senators are definitely one of your peers right now, and you better be ready to go because they got a sense that they are alive in this thing. So uh, you got to match it. You got to equal that because you are alive in it too. That's the mentality you have to have. Right. They got to flip the switch. The problem is time is running out on flipping that switch. 16 Indeed. games to go, and you're right. Uh, the biggest game is the next one against Ottawa uh, on Sunday. So the Flames uh, will try to get another winning streak going on Sunday. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. We will, we will chat with you on Sunday.